0: My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Well, dear listeners, seems like the liberal Hollywood cabal is stronger than even old Farmer Gray imagined been sending my groundbreaking screenplay, The Misadventures of Libby Rao, round to the studios, and the response has not been encouraging. No, sir, not encouraging at all. Several rejection slips stating, does not meet our needs at this time, and one or two personal notes bearing the terms hateful, racist, and unbridled fascism have come my way. Even Harvey Weinstein said it was, quote, a crime against female autonomy, unquote. So for now, until the tide turns and a truly courageous producer emerges, my work will grace no silver screen. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, for the pernicious embrace of no bird's wing, no left wing, if you get my drift, will smother Farmer Gray's proud cinematic voice. No, sir. For I have before me that very screenplay so vilified by the filmmakers of communist Fornia, and I will today narrate another excerpt from its pages as each scene manifests inside your heads in all its technicolor glory. So sit back and enjoy today's selection, a fragment in which Miss Libby Rao takes on none other than that political dynamo, Mrs. Sarah Palin. Note to audience, describe the honorific emphasis and its attendant implication. End of note. Anyway, to wit and begin. EXTERIOR Night A remote wood in Wasilla, Alaska. Winter time, and the earth is blanketed with snow, its complexion stained blue by the blackened starry sky. A simple one room cabin sits isolated amid the trees, smoke emanating from its stone chimney. This is the happy home of the Palin family, matriarch Sarah, patriarch Todd, and their five well-scrubbed, wholesome children. Next scene, interior night. Within said cabin, the Palins occupy a long wooden table, Sarah and Todd at either end, children in the middle. Heads bowed, hands held, they say grace before consuming the modest but filling repast Sarah and her girls have prepared thank you lord says sarah for your bounty and for sanctioning another day suffused in your glory give succor to the samaritan and wisdom to those who would harm us a suddenly there is a loud knock on the door men says sarah hurriedly rising from the table who could that be at this hour wonders todd Perhaps a stranger, says Sarah, lost in the freezing wood, craving food and a fire. Then they shall have it. They shall have it indeed, says the resolute Todd, as Sarah opens the door. But greeting her is no hapless stranger. Oh, no, for silhouetted against the low-hanging moon is the stocky, mannish figure of none other than Libby Rao. Why, Libby, says Sarah, what brings you all the way to too warm in dc never mind that you barbarian sniffs libby i'm here to issue a challenge barbarian says the prim sarah why libby how you talk barbarian says libby because only a troglodyte boar would creep through the forest with a rifle hunting woodland creatures I wield that Remington Sendero only to feed my kin, says Sarah. For like any Christian conservative, I have accrued no political wealth. I must therefore brave the wild to sustain my young'uns. Fiddle-faddle, says Libby. Another note to listeners. A gal of Libby's ilk would normally use profane language, but this photoplay is rated G. That way even the youngest filmgoers can enjoy Republican hegemony. End of note. Anyway, fiddle-faddle, says Libby. As a vegan, a liberal sophisticate who consumes no flesh, I throw down the gauntlet. Tomorrow morning we will venture, you and I, into the wilderness, spending the next 24 hours living off the land. There you'll survive via heedless slaughter while I feast on a plant-based diet. "'And comes the dawn, I'll emerge from those woods, hale and hearty, while you drag yourself home, "'logy and sick from tainted caribou. "'Poor endangered caribou. "'Oh, Libby,' says Sarah, "'I can't accept your challenge, "'not out of concern for your prowess, "'but for your well-being, "'for I know this forest like the back of my hand. "'But you, friend Libby, are not expert in its ways "'and may fall prey to arborescent danger.' you just fear i'll best you says libby say it say it in front of your shiftless hubby and no account brats say libby Rowl will best me i cannot says the good sarah for i could never lie especially before my cherished helpmate and beloved brood therefore i will with great reluctance accept your challenge libby Rao, and may the best woods woman win "'Wood's person,' says Libby, "'for those of us not chained to antiquated gender labels. "'Now find me a bed,' snaps she, "'a big comfy one, for I've got a big day tomorrow.' Next scene, Interior Night. It's hours later, and we find Libby loudly sawing wood in Todd and Sarah's feather bed while her hosts occupy the cold floor. "'It was the Christian thing to do,' whispers Sarah. Todd solemnly nods his head, acknowledging such scene four exterior day it's the next morning and libby and sarah are deep in the forest libby suffers beneath the weight of a large tent pots and pans a deluxe sleeping bag a camp chair and all the other accoutrements of a greenhorn in the woods sarah seeking to commune with nature not disrupt it brings only a knife and her rifle for as a true child of nature those are all she needs to survive "'Are you sure those things aren't too heavy for you?' asks Sarah, concerned. "'Say the word, friend Libby, and I will share your burden.' Libby, sweating and puffing in her expensive fleece, her frame hunched beneath the weight of of a loaded backpack, barks, "'No, you just want to steal some of my supplies. Well, forget it. (sighs) "'I came well supplied and you didn't, so just suffer.' "'Okay, Libby,' says Sarah, turning the other cheek.' as you wish suddenly libby collapses sarah runs to her and pulls off the heavy backpack lest her rival be crushed i've decided says libby that we'll camp here today sarah nods indulgently yes libby says she here will be fine next scene exterior day that afternoon sarah reclines comfortably in the lean-to she has fashioned from cut branches warmed by a blazing fire initiated by rubbing sticks together and consuming a fat ptarmigan she smote with an improvised slingshot libby in contrast sits amid the detritus of her supplies the tent tied in knots the pans lying filthy in the dirt the fancy sleeping bag damp and moldy "'Libby,' says Sarah, between mouthfuls of roasted bird, "'I wish you'd let me help you set all that up, "'and let me start you a fire, or barring that, share mine.' "'Ha,' says Libby, shivering in the cold, "'the day I'm beholden to a Christian conservative "'is the day where you can take away my N.O.W. T-shirt, "'and sweatshirt, and bed sheets, and pillowcases, "'and bumper sticker, and all the stuff I've got that says N.O.W. "'Quite a lot of stuff, really.' "'All right, Libby,' says Sarah. "'I shouldn't wish to discomfit you. "'Now, while you consume the remains "'of that poor murdered creature,' says Libby, "'observe while I make a hearty meal from plants.' "'And with that, Libby begins pulling leaves and berries "'willy-nilly off the bushes and stuffing them in her mouth. "'No, Libby,' cries Sarah, "'those may be poisonous.' "'Mmm,' says Libby, "'the sour look on her face betraying the bitterness of the leaves. "'Nature's bounty!' next scene exterior night in her own two strong arms sarah carries the sweating feverish libby to the fire oh libby says sarah if only you'd listen to me i told you those plants might be poisonous then she looks to the star matted sky and prays heavenly father let dear libby survive the night and tomorrow i'll find her good food to restore her strength that's all I ask, Lord, as I tend to her febrility through these long, dark hours. Libby, delirious, hears none of this. Next scene, exterior day. As morning dawns, Libby's eyes open to Sarah's smiling visage. Your fever broke, says Sarah, relieved and happy. You're going to be fine. Of course I'm going to be fine, says Libby, groggy and hoarse, because I, I'm a, a liberal and a liberal and a liberal... And then she falls into a deep sleep, her ferocious snores reverberating through the forest. At that, the noble Sarah grabs her rifle and stalks the woods Indian style, stepping lightly so as not to disturb precious life-saving game. Suddenly she spots it, a black-tailed deer. She hoists her rifle, peers through the sight, and prays. "'Dear God,' says Sarah." "'Let me end this perfect creature's days cleanly and painlessly, "'so that his flesh might sustain Libby in her weakened state. "'Amen.' "'And with that, Sarah fires a single shot. "'Next scene, Exterior Day. "'Sarah sits by the fire, gazing in wonder, "'as Libby gobbles pound after pound of roasted deer meat. "'Slow down, Libby,' cautions Sarah. "'You'll make yourself ill.' Never mind that, snaps Libby, chewing on a blackened haunch. Bag me a darned caribou and bring me more meat, crunch, crunch. And that, dear listeners, concludes this excerpt from The Misadventures of Libby Rao. (laughs) Good old Libby, will she ever learn? I think not, friends. I think not. Play me out, Zeke.